welcome to the Wonderless Virtual Assistant Podcast. I'm Rebecca, VA coach, business author, and digital nomad. Through empowered mentorship, I coach women to embrace their dreams and build an online biz that unleashes their freedom. This week's episode is a replay of a free masterclass that I hosted. This masterclass is titled Freelance VA Taxes. What I mean by that is taxes for any freelance online business and for virtual assistants. I explain how your taxes are calculated and everything that you need in order to file them. A checklist. This is one of those masterclasses you're going to want to dog ear and save and listen to every year. Let's begin. masterclass is going to be on taxes. It is tax season right now. Taxes are due on April 15th. And I learn more about taxes every year. (laughs) So this conversation truly never gets old. And if you are watching this, congratulations. It's a really, really smart move. Taxes are one of those things that can feel scary because they are so important. Um, and that that really is the truth. It's not something that we can really mess up. Um, taxes are one of those things you're always going to have to pay for. So you might as well do it right the first time. <laughs> okay, for this masterclass, I also have a giveaway. I'm really, really excited about this giveaway. Um, the giveaway goes until the end of March 23rd. Okay, so Wednesday, March 23rd at the end of the day is when I'm going to close this giveaway. If you watch this masterclass, please post your number one takeaway inside this Facebook group, inside the Wonderless VA Facebook group. Post your number one takeaway. You have until the end of the day, March 23rd, to post that. Everyone who posts, your name will go into a wine glass. I will draw a name and the winner will receive free enrollment in my upcoming boot camp called The Kickoff, which is all about my high-level onboarding process. It's an incredible prize, okay? So all you have to do, post your number one takeaway inside this group. I put your name in a draw. The less people who do it, the higher the chance. The more people who do it, (laughs) the more people who could win. Okay, and the prize is free enrollment in my upcoming bootcamp called The Kickoff, which is all about next level onboarding new clients. Okay, a lot of you know how to onboard a client at the most basic level, um, but I'm going to teach you sort of how higher level virtual assistants start to onboard clients so that's really clean, crisp, and clear. In a wine glass, yes, probably very on brand. <laughs> okay, so let's jump in and let's start talking about taxes, Okay. So the main difference about taxes as a freelancer, as a virtual assistant, is that at around April 15th, you will be paying taxes. You will be sending money to the government. A lot of us who are coming out of nine to fives, coming out of employee situations, we're used to sending our paperwork to the revenue agency and getting money back. (laughs) 
not the case as a virtual assistant, okay? The reason why that happens in your nine to five when you're an employee is because taxes have been coming off of your paycheck every time. And then at the end of the year, the revenue agency looks at how much you've been paying towards taxes and then says, oh, you don't owe that much because then it does all the other year end calculations and then everybody gets some taxes back. That's why you can, that's why as an employee, you sometimes get taxed back um, at the in April or in the spring. And what you may not have noticed is that you in fact have been paying taxes all year round. It's been coming off of your paycheck, okay? As a virtual assistant, as a freelancer, as a freelance graphic designer, as a independent contracting web developer, whatever it is, you're working for yourself, you will be paying taxes now, okay? So it's really, really, really important. It is crucial that you have that money at tax time, okay? So what I recommend at the beginning of your business, because you will eventually sort of figure out how much on average you need to put aside, at the beginning of your business, I recommend having 20 to 30% of your revenue set aside to pay for taxes, okay? The revenue agency is going to do all the calculations and spew back to you the exact number that they need, but the best way to prepare is to put aside 20 to 30%. This means if a client sends you money, you can't go spend it all. Let me say that again. If a client sends you money, you cannot go and spend it all. 20 to 30% of that needs to go into savings because you will have to pay that at tax time. What is going to really bite you in the ass is if you receive money for your services and you spend it all, and then at tax time, the revenue agency says, okay, we calculated what you're going to owe for taxes. This is how much it is. It's about 20 to 30% of your revenue. And you're like, oh, right. Uh, I didn't put any of that money aside. Not good. Okay. So it's really, really important that you tell your brain 20 to 30% of the money that you received for your services does not belong to you. It belongs to the revenue agency. And that is what living in a country with taxes is like. Yay. Okay. So let's talk about the math on taxes, okay? As as a business owner, so as an independent contractor, where what kind of calculations is the revenue agency doing? Okay? Here's the asterisk. Here is what you have to remember. Everyone's taxes are different. Everyone's taxes are different. The revenue agency takes all sorts of things into consideration. Loans, mortgages, investments, uh, your other jobs that you might have in that year. Like they take so many property, like they take so many things into consideration. Dependents, like so many things. Everyone's taxes are different. I'm here talking about how are they going to look at your freelance business? How are they going to look at your virtual assistant business and figure out where what you owe in taxes there? Okay, so here is the math. It's pretty easy. The revenue agency, yeah, revenue agency, they look at your revenue, 
So the money you have earned in your business, they minus the expenses, the money you've put into your business, and they tax you on the remainder. Okay? So if your revenue, if you made $100 in your business, your expenses, you, you spent $40 invested into your business, you get taxed on $60. It's revenue minus your expenses taxed on the remainder. That is the basic math that the government, the revenue agency or whatever, that's the basic math that they're trying to figure out how many, how much, what you owe in taxes for your business. Okay. So what is revenue? Revenue is the money that you have been paid for the services that you offer, for the freelance services that you offer. You created a logo for someone and they paid you to do that, revenue, okay? You organize someone's email inbox and you send them, and you send them invoices once a month and they pay them once a month, that's your revenue. This is your clients, what they pay you for your services is your revenue, okay? You want to keep track of all of the revenue that you're getting in, which client has paid what, all sorts of stuff. You want to keep track of that. You want to stay on top of all of this information. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about going into that later. Okay, so that's revenue, what you make in your business as a service provider. Okay, if you make shoes or clothing or macrame things, it's different. So you need to go do your own research for that. This is for virtual assisting. This is for freelance services, okay? That is your revenue. Now, revenue minus expenses. What are expenses? Expenses is the money you spent on your business, the cost of doing business, okay? So if you are making purchases for your business, that's an expense. Now, can we come up with, can we think of some ideas of why we would purchase things for our freelance business? We would purchase a laptop. We would purchase pens. We would purchase an office chair, right? These are things for our business, okay? office supplies, um, purchasing, um, yeah, uh, you, you're, so your home office, this is utilities, internet, are you using internet to run your business? This is an expense. Do you have, um, office space inside your home? You get to expense that part of your mortgage or your rent. Think about day-to-day -day in your business and the money that you spend on it. Now, the cost of doing business also is an expense. Fees. Okay, every time you send your client an invoice through PayPal and they pay it and PayPal takes a tiny little fee, that's an expense. Keep track of that. That goes into the expenses of running your business. Okay? 
Did you hire subcontractors for your business? Uh, did you hire a tax professional? Did you hire an accountant? Did you hire a bookkeeper for your business? These paying them are your expenses, okay? The same way that your clients are expensing the money they send you for your services, right? Think of all the money that goes into a business, this is expenses. The other big thing that's an expense, and this one always surprises people very pleasantly, any course, program, mentorship, coach, textbook, anything, education that goes into your business, you get to expense that, okay? So if your revenue is $100, you don't get taxed on $100. You have revenue minus your expenses and you get taxed on what's left over. Would you rather be taxed on $100 or would you rather be taxed on $60? You get $100 down to $60 by having $40 worth of expenses. So when you see that PayPal fee and you freaking hate it, remember that it actually works in your favor at tax time. Okay, if you see that course or you see that program and you think that's too expensive, I can't pay for that, it actually helps you at tax time. It brings the taxable income to a lower amount. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so that's the math. Okay. I did a full masterclass on expenses alone. So if you want to watch the replay of that free masterclass, just send me a DM. There's a whole masterclass that's on my YouTube channel that are that just explain expenses alone. Because to me, expenses are that part of business that I continue to learn about every year because trust me, the revenue agency isn't like running around hoping you're going to learn about how to get your taxable income down. Okay, so the money you put into your business, yeah, you might think it stings and you might be like, Ugh, I'm investing a lot of money in my business, but it can help you at tax time. It's great. Okay. So that is the math around taxes for your, your freelance business, for your virtual assistant business, okay? Revenue minus expenses equals your taxable income. Now, you are going to be filing your taxes as a sole proprietor. I hear way too much noise about women who think they need to register their business and register their name and choose all of these facades in order to become a virtual assistant? The answer is no, 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 no. In fact, what I teach in my Emerge program, which is my business setup program, is that I do not recommend opening an LLC. I do not recommend registering your business at that level. I do not recommend an incorporation. No, 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 no. You automatically file as a sole proprietor. And what does that mean? That means you are the business. And as a virtual assistant, that makes a lot of sense. 
you are providing the service. You are the business, okay? So if in a given tax year, you are working a nine to five and you are a virtual assistant, you will still file your your paperwork for being an employee and you will also file, hey, I have a, like I created income as a sole business, sole proprietorship. It automatically happens. There's no paperwork to fill out. You don't have to register a sole proprietorship. It already happens. Okay. And in Emerge, my business setup program, I dive way deeper into why an LLC or an incorporation or registering is like so not what you want to do. It's not necessary. And in fact, you don't want to do it. There comes a time in some people's businesses, some, where they start to consider it. But holy moly, do not do it and you do not need it to start. Okay, so you will be filing as a sole proprietor all the money that you receive as a virtual assistant, okay? So when it comes to sending everything to a tax professional to help you file, again, I have to reiterate, everyone's taxes are going to look different, right? Some people have dependents, some people own homes, some people are renting, some people have loans, some people have um, health, thi like things that fall under the health category, some people have investments, da, 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 da. Okay, everyone's taxes are different. So when it comes to hiring a tax professional to support you with your taxes, it's really important that you find a tax professional that asks you these questions and that you feel supported by. So here is what you will be sending your tax professional for your VA business. Okay, that portion of your taxes, that is your sole proprietorship revenue, okay? You will be giving them your social insurance number or your social security number. You will, okay? Your SIN or your SSN, it is your number that the revenue agency understands you by for taxes. If I file my taxes under Rebecca Mason, do you know how many Rebecca Masons are filing their taxes? A ton, okay? So your SIN or your social security number is for the revenue agency to know who the hell you are. So yes, that is what you are sending them, okay? It makes some people nervous, but that's what you're sending them. You are going to see information on the internet about an EIN. Employment insurance number, I think is what it stands for. And it's like, you can send that instead of your social security number. The EIN is if you have employees working for you. As a virtual assistant, you are an independent contractor. You do not have employees working for you. So that does not work. You're sending your SIN. Okay. The next thing you're going to be sending your tax professional is your revenue. Okay. So you're going to want to keep track of all of this. The revenue that you made in the year that you're going to be 
um, taxed on, okay? From your sole proprietorship. Then guess what else you're going to be sending them? Your expenses. You'll be sending them all of your expenses. Is it the programs that you invested in, the education, the pens, the laptop, the portion of your rent because you're now working at home, your internet? Um, did you have any um, business-related meals with clients? You're going to put those receipts in. All of the money that you invested, keyword here, invested in your business, you need to let your tax professional know that as well because what is the revenue agency going to do? Revenue minus expenses and then tax you on the remainder. On the remainder, okay? So keep track of all the money you put towards your business because it's going to bring your taxes down. That's why you hear this all the time, like write-offs and expensing and blah, 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 blah. And it's important to understand this as soon as possible. When you are spending money on your business, it is not a cost. It's not costing you money. It is investing and at tax time, it will bring down your taxable income. So we want, okay? So in order to track your revenue and your expenses, it's it's important to try to, it's, it's best practice to use a way of organizing it. Um, in Emerge, I'll be, I can give you a tracking sheet or you can maybe use a program that you want to invest in like QuickBooks or something like that if, it's, if that's easier for you, okay? But it's something you're gonna wanna track and you're gonna wanna not leave it to the last minute because I have done that and oh my gosh, it's exhausting, okay? You're going to be sending your tax professional bank statements, okay? So in Emerge, we talk about business banking and you're going to want to take out your bank statements, print the, or not print them out, but download them all and send them to your tax professional so that the they can see, the revenue agency can see money coming in and money going out. They want to see proof. And that's how they do it. Okay, so you're going to want to download all of those. January through December, download, 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 all 12, and send them, okay? You're going to want to send them any of your income slips from other jobs you've had, okay? So if you start your virtual assistant business as a side hustle, or you start it alongside another job, totally, totally fine. You're totally allowed to do that. Okay, you're allowed to be a lawyer and sell on Etsy. You're allowed to be a veterinarian and offer VA services. You're totally allowed to do that. So you're going to be sending your tax professional all of those other slips as well. It's all because you're a sole proprietor. It's you standing there and saying, this is all the money I have earned this year. Okay. And then you're going to want to be sending them any forms that you might need. Okay, so the forms mostly come from the from US clients and US VAs. If you're in Canada, we don't have the same kind of forms or the same amount of forms, any of that kind of stuff. So we're looking at 1099s, we're looking at W-8 Bens, okay? So if you have American clients, but you're not American, that's a W-8 Ben. If you are, if you are an American VA and you have American clients, we're looking for your 1099, okay? The forms that you're gonna be collecting as well. That is what you're going to be wanting to send to your tax professional. Okay, so that's the checklist. Okay, let me go through it in hyperspeed. 
your SIN, your social security number. I'm sorry, but yes. If it makes you uncomfortable, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they need it, okay? Your revenue, your expenses. Your bank statements to prove the revenue came in and the expenses went out. Income slips from your other sources of income and any of those forms that you may have had to collect depending on if you have American clients or your American VA and all that kind of stuff. I go into those forms in more in depth in the Emerge program, okay? So that is taxes. That's the math and that's the nitty gritty, the checklist, okay? I want to now move into international stuff, okay? So from those forms, I talked about having an American client, having a not an American client, being an American VA, being a Canadian VA, and then we've got some of the ladies in this group that are from even other countries, okay? It's impossible for me to do a whole masterclass on all the countries, so I use North America as an example, and then I, if you're not from those countries, it's information you can find online, okay? So, here are some top tax questions because guess what? As a virtual assistant, you are remote. Yay, okay? You could be a digital nomad. You could travel the world. You could work with clients from other countries in the world. So freaking cool, okay? If you are an American VA, you're not just gonna have American clients. If you're a Canadian VA, you're not just gonna have Canadian clients. So what does that mean for taxes? <laughs> ah, right? Okay, luckily, it's not as scary as it might seem. Here is the rule of thumb. You pay taxes to the country of which you are a resident. You have residency, okay? Now, when I say resident, I don't just mean like you're in a house and you're residing there. I mean like citizenship. Where is your residency? Okay. If you are an American VA, your residency is most likely America. Okay. Canadian VA, Canada. Now, for some of our international sisters, have you heard of becoming a permanent resident in another country? but you're like still an Australian citizen, but you have PR, permanent residency in Canada. That's why I use the word residency. Where are do you hold residency? You can travel all over the world and still have residency in the US. That is where you will be paying your taxes to. Okay? If you become a digital nomad virtual assistant and you spend 365 days traveling the world and you're an American virtual assistant, you pay taxes to the U.S., okay? And I'll talk about exceptions, but that's the rule of thumb. Now, your clients are doing the same. So if you have a client from London, England, it doesn't matter to you. They are paying taxes in the country they hold residency, which is most likely the UK. It doesn't matter to you. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to be weirded out by it. You don't have to lose sleep 
It does not matter where your clients are doing their business. It matters where you are doing your business. And as a sole proprietor, you are the business. Okay, let me know if this is making sense. Okay. Now, if you are traveling, every time you go to a country, I want you to Google digital nomad taxes in and put the country. Okay, are you headed to Bali? Digital nomad taxes in Indonesia. Are you headed to Spain? Digital nomad taxes in Spain. You want to Google it before you go. It takes two freaking seconds. And here is why. <laughs> Some countries, if you stay for a certain amount of time, it's normally 183 days, which is six months. If you stay for a certain amount of time, normally six months, then you become a tax resident. They're like, oh, you're hanging out. You're probably going to start using our services. You've been driving on our roads. You've been enjoying our parks, <laughs> whatever, you know. Some countries, after you hang out there for six months, then you will maybe have to contribute taxes. Not all countries, but some. So you want to Google it. Here's the other thing. Lots of countries have tax agreements. So you might be a citizen of country X and you go to country Y and they've got some fun little tax agreement and maybe you don't have to. Maybe you're from country A and you go to country B and you definitely have to pay taxes because those countries, they don't have an agreement. So it's something you quickly want to search. If you find you're hanging out in one country for an extended amount of time, if you're bebopping around and you're hopping and you're doop, 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 then you probably don't have to check. Okay. And if you hang out in Indonesia for six months, you're still paying taxes in the U.S. or wherever you are, you hold residency. Okay. Currencies. You might have clients paying you in different currencies. How does that work at tax time? I'll tell you. What the revenue agency does is it figures out, it converts all of those currencies into your home currency, and they say, that's your revenue. That's how it works. So if you've got pounds coming in and American dollars coming in and Canadian dollars coming in and Australian dollars coming in and you're like, oh, what does this all mean? You want to keep track of it. And then the agency just says, we're going to convert it all into our currency. And that's what you're going to get taxed on. So it's not that complicated when you just focus on the fact that you pay taxes in your country, that you hold residency. And for most of us, 
That is where you are a citizen. Okay. Okay. So that is taxes. You will be filing them as a sole proprietor. They are due April 15th. Okay. And you're going to be sending your tax professional, your revenue, your expenses, your social security number, your bank statements, your income slips from all forms of income, and any of those 1099 or W-8 bends that you might have gotten from your clients, okay? And you're going to have your revenue minus your expenses, and you're going to be taxed on the remainder, okay? And expenses are everything that you invest in your business, okay? There's a lot. You can Google business expenses and see what comes up. You can DM me to watch my free masterclass on what you can expense in your business, okay? So that is taxes. And now I want to talk to you about if you want to go deeper into any of this stuff, if, if taxes makes you flare, flare up and has made your heart race and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to still set up the businessy side of things, I'm going to talk to you about my program Emerge, okay? What I like about Emerge is that a lot of us land on the concept of virtual assisting and we think, yeah, I can do that. I can totally offer virtual assistant services. And then we find out that we have to actually start and on, run an online business and we freak out. Freak out. Totally. Okay? We can totally support someone with their social media. We can totally support someone with their administration. We can totally like whip up some design projects for someone. That we can do. We have those skill sets. We can learn those skill sets. But the idea of starting an online business, becoming a sole proprietor, and getting all of that set up is freaking scary. And it stops a lot of us. That question I get all the time, where do I start? It's because people don't want to start at the businessy stuff. They just wish they could skip over all of that, okay? So this is why I run my program Emerge. Emerge is step one. It's all the gross businessy stuff. Okay, I dive more into taxes. I show you how to track revenue and expenses. Okay, um, I talk more in depth about all the forms you're going to need the W 9s, the 1099s, the W 8 Bens. I talk into more detail about that, where to find them, how to get them, who needs them, who doesn't, where do you send them, when do you have to send them by. Okay. Then I, we, I teach you how to set up invoicing and how to collect payment. Okay, this is all in Emerge. The business registration, I talk about licenses. I go more in depth into sole proprietorship. I talk more in depth about incorporating and LLCs when and if you were to do that. What does it even freaking mean? Okay, we dive into all of that. Okay, so it's all the businessy stuff. It's a three-week program. Okay, and it's just the step one. If the concept of starting an online business, becoming a virtual assistant is freaking you out or it feels too big or it's overwhelming or it seems like a really long journey and what you need is just the first freaking step and you want to be shown how to do it and you want to be supported along the way, this is me, this is how I work, everyone, okay? This is exactly how I work. 
I just want step one. Please explain to me just step one. Show me how to do it. Then I'll do it. And then we'll go into step two. Okay. So this is step one, the businessy stuff. It's three weeks. We're going to have a group program. So you're going to have other women in it on the exact same journey as you. They're going to be asking questions that you have. I'm going to be answering them. You're going to be supporting each other. We're going to be celebrating wins, creating that sisterhood. You're embarking on some something new. You don't need to do it alone. Ever, 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 ever. Not here, not under my watch, ever. Okay? So it's going to be a community program, and we're going to have coaching calls with me. Okay, so group coaching calls with me where you ask all of your questions about setting up a VA business, where you share your fears, where you celebrate your wins, when you like, like iron out all of those things that like all of those businessy things that you're freaking out about. That's what those coaching calls are for. Okay, and we're going to have those. I will be doing live trainings in Emerge. Okay, live trainings you're going to have lifetime access to. It's a very action-based program. So I'm going to give you a training like registering your business or banking, okay? Business banking. This is a big one and this is a big supportive part to taxes as well. We're going to do a live training on business banking and I'm going to give you homework and be like, go open that bank account. Call your bank. Get this set up. This is how and I'll give you until Wednesday to do it. Let's go. So if you have been sitting back on your haunches because this journey feels like you'll either do it later or it feels like it's too big, Emerge is the perfect thing for you. I give you some steps, very manageable. This is all stuff you could probably do in a handful of days. I'm going to give us three weeks to do it with tons of support. I'm going to give you actionable steps. I want you to have the business set up by the end so that then you can move on to the next step. And that's going to be like setting your prices and packages, creating your agreement, all of that juicy stuff. And then we're going to go into finding clients. Okay. So emerge, we're going to start April 7th and it's three weeks. Okay. So let's talk about investment because that's everyone's biggest question. This will go under expenses right? So for your next tax season, anything you invest in Emerge or the other programs, your education, your business goes under expenses, which is really exciting. Early bird pricing for Emerge has already come and gone. That was, I posted a lot about it on Instagram. If you want to catch early bird pricing, you need to follow me there. So now we're in pre-sale, okay? And then it's going to go up again as we go into April 7th, okay? So I've warned you it's going to go up, as we get closer to the start date. So Emerge right now, the presale is 444, okay? So if you are interested in step one, the businessy stuff, I'm gonna walk you through setting up the business and you're interested in that, send me the DM. We start April 7th and we're gonna get you all set up, okay? Everyone who joined Emerge last round is now finding clients. They just needed that push. They just needed to say yes the first time and then they can, kept saying yes and now they have VA businesses set up, okay? So it's not this big daunting thing. It's just step one, okay? And we're gonna set up your VA business, your freelance business. If you are a freelancer, if you're thinking of doing web, web support or design support, this is all for you, okay? So this is setting up the business, banking, taxes, revenue, expense tracking, forms, registration, licenses, everything, coaching calls with me, community, and lifetime support.
Okay, so Emerge starts April 7th. We're on pre-sale right now, so just send me a DM if you want to join that. Congratulations to the ladies who caught the early bird and are already in. I'm so excited to work with you. And that, everyone, is tapping. Thank you for listening to the Wonderless VA podcast. I hope this episode and many more help you fulfill your VA dreams. To learn more about virtual assisting, you can find us on all the channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.